funny thing happened to William and Stanley on their way to college. At what point did you shoot the clerk? They got framed for murder. Whoa! Wait a minute! Now, two kids from New York are in deep trouble. It's time to make your phone calls. The clan's here. They're in bread. They sleep with their sisters. In the deep south. Some of them do. And only one man can save them. You need to call an attorney, a great attorney. He's not your typical hero. We got an attorney in the family. Great, who? He's... My cousin Vinny. You stick out like a sore thumb around here. Oh, yeah, you blend. You graduated from law school six years ago. What have you been doing since? Studying for the bar. That's a lot of studying. What's this over here? You never heard of grits? Sure. I just actually never seen a grit before. It's his first case. Now, they're not telling you dress appropriately. You were serious about that? The way you handled that judge? Oh, you're a smooth talker. You are. It's their last chance. The two youths. Did you say youths? Yeah, two youths. What is a ute? But with Vinny's style, I wore this ridiculous thing for you. And Vinny's girlfriend, we agreed to get married as soon as you won your first case. My biological clock is ticking like this, and the way this case is going, I ain't never getting married. They're dead meat. May I have permission to treat Miss Beetle as a hostile witness? Don't you think I'm hostile? Now wait till you see me tonight. Joe Pesci is my cousin Vinny. You two know each other? Yeah, she's my fiance. Well, that certainly explains the hostility. Roy? How's it going? Pretty good. Just waiting for Ryan to yeah. join the pod. Yep, Lord Ryan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, how's your. Uh, are y'all clear up, clear, clear up now on your COVID and all that? Oh, yeah. I was good uh, last Monday or last Friday, I guess. Okay. Welcome, Ryan, to the podcast. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. I have hiccups, so I apologize in advance if I hiccup here or there. Um, but here, here we go. Um, hello. Welcome to episode 301 of Aussie Tells All. Welcome back, Roy and Ryan, on the podcast this morning. Yeah. Well, glad to be back. Yes, sir. Now, this was my choice of movie. It was a classic crime drama slash comedy uh, murder uh, movie, <laughs> My Cousin Vinny. Now, this film debuted March 13th of 1992. It was directed by Jonathan Lynn and had a budget of $11 million. Um, now, Ryan, I'll ask you first, what do you think about this this low budget for this great film with this great cast? Oh, wow. You know, you got a couple of greats in there, um, but all of them kind of in weird parts of their mm-hmm. their careers. So, I yeah. mean, it really was. There isn't a huge cast of like main characters, so I guess it kind of makes sense. Plus ninety-two, okay. yeah, I, I think it makes sense. All right, and Roy, anything to add to that? Yeah, I'd have to agree. I'd have to say probably Lane Smith, who plays John Trotter, the lawyer guy, and then Joe Pesci, probably the biggest at this point in their career. Yeah, for that true. time frame. Yeah. So. And I. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah. So I'll, I'll agree with the budget being where it is because i mean mercy tremaine wasn't that big yet and then mm, yeah. uh ralph macho i guess he was a uh, karate kid had to have been by then oh but, yeah. yeah yeah so yeah so i guess he'd probably be the biggest name yeah there also um, wasn't no. a lot of like you know like locations or you know the old beater car <laughs> there isn't a lot going on that's kind of that's, a funny that's story. true 
That's true. That's true. I forgot to ask uh, Ryan Roy. Um, just tell me what you guys did last week on your podcast and what's coming up for next week or this week, whatever you have coming up. Yeah, Roy, you want to handle this one? Uh, so yeah, last week we did uh, "No Time to Die" by 007, and we reviewed that and the Vesper Martini, and then Scotch Neat. Uh, it was pretty good. It's a long one. Yeah, <laughs> 007 movies like three hours long, so yeah, kind of what that happened. And then uh, this weekend we're gonna be doing uh, Tootsie. <laughs> Oh my god, okay. <laughs> so, uh, that'll be interesting. I don't think I've ever seen that movie, so it'll be fun. Yeah, same here. Gonna kick the old school again, okay? I like that. Alright, now the top pod- top cast, as you mentioned earlier, we have Joe Pesci as Vinny Gambini, uh, Marissa Tomei, Mona Lisa Vito, Ralph Macchio as Billy Gambini, Michael Whitfield as Stan Rothstein, or I'm not sure how he says it, but uh, Lane Smith as Jim Trotter, the lawyer, and then Fred Gwynn as Judge Chambers, who sold a show for me, is my opinion. He was great. <laughs> he was great. Um, just run your thoughts on the cast right there, for the cast there. Roy, me? Uh, uh, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I, the, the judge definitely is one of the best parts. He's one of the – he's um, flipping – What's the he's like Frankenstein in the original monster? Yeah, he is. I saw that earlier. Yeah. So that's really cool to see him in there. Um, and he died the year after the movie came out too. So. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah, yeah the cool. cast is really cool. There's a couple of spots you could swap somebody out, but um, the yeah. main parts of it I really like. Like I just love Joe Pesci, mm-hmm. Marissa Tomei in this movie. Oh yeah, especially Mar- Marissa. I, yeah, I love I loved her in this one. For sure. Um, uh, Roy, anything to add to the cast here for you? Uh, no, I think Ryan had it pretty good. It was a good, I mean, you could definitely replace It's going to be easy to do that part of the podcast, I think, this time. But uh, yeah, for the stay most tuned. part. Stay tuned. <laughs> for the most part, <laughs> the cast that they went with. Yeah, it's a good cast. I, I like it. All right. Before we get into the movie here and synopsis, um, I'll ask Roy first. 1992 was the year, so guess the box office for this one. I'll go box office. Uh, let's go with 35 million. Okay, Ryan. I'm gonna go 75 million. In a shocking twist, Ryan is much closer than Roy. In the segment. <laughs> oh wow! What a surprise! Roy's way off on his guess. <laughs> yes, it was uh sixty-four point one million was the box of was in ninety-two. Yes. Well, he went over then, so I win. Oh, well, geez. rolls. <laughs> we aren't in Los Angeles. We aren't playing a game. It's just a podcast. So yeah, definitely you're way off on that one, unfortunately. <laughs> All right, now we'll get into the synopsis of of this film. So basically. We have a New York lawyer, Vinny, has never won a case when his teenage cousin Bill and his friend Stan are accused of murder in a backwater Alabama town. It's up to the nervous Vinny to save him from jail, even though he's only ever tried personal injury cases before. (laughs) (laughs) And none of them have been successful. Um, that's great. That's not, that's great. Now, <laughs> the film starts now um, off with Billy and Stan 
cruising down the country country with sign entering Alabama with a, with a sign that says dirt for sale. That is hilarious. Uh, Ryan, what did you guys think of the opening scene there? Yeah, I mean, it takes back to when you're just cruising with some friends on an adventure um, and going into areas you've never been and that dirt yeah. for sale is just <laughs> and it sets up uh you know those medieval southwest people yeah or not southwest south people as a yeah part of the characters so yeah, yeah it was a cool opening because you can just get dirt off the road for free you know just <laughs> if you wanted dirt you know you could do that but this uh, is yeah, nicely piled though that's true that's true. Roy, your thoughts on opening? Yeah, I mean, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, so yeah, okay. I have seen uh, dirt for sale signs. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Those, those exist. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a good opening scene. And then, like, the little shanty on the side of the road with all the mm-hmm. hubcaps for walls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was good. Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, they pull into the Sacco Suds gas station convenience store. Uh, buying cans of soup and snacks for the road trip. Now they pull out back on the road again and they steal a can of tuna on accident and they discuss the death penalty in Alabama. <laughs> um, how ridiculous of a convo is that over a can of uh, tuna, Roy? I mean, it's pretty funny considering, well, they were also bickering over uh, a penny difference and the name brand and the off brand inside the store, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's pretty funny to go, oh man, I accidentally stole this like 20 cent can of tuna to, oh man, they're going to try for death. Man, they're going to fry. Yeah, like a fish. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so pretty funny, but. Yeah. Ryan, anything to add there to that? Uh, I mean, I, you can tell one of the friends is a little neurotic. So, I mean, you'd yeah. love to see if what a Ralph Macchio's character was just kind of trying to get them all worked up, but they took mm-hmm. it a little more serious than that. So, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Now, a cop car is following them, now getting pulled over with an asshole cop with a shotgun. Now, in, in the police lineup, all over a can of tuna, but we cut to the Sacco Suds gas station, and store worker is found dead. Now we know it's not over a cantina. It's about the murder of the worker they talked to earlier. Your thoughts, feelings on that one, Ryan? Yeah, never talk. Don't talk to the cops. I mean, I've been saying it for years. Yeah. You don't want to be talking during your interviews unless you got a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is kind of funny. They keep admitting to stuff and they just don't know what they're admitting to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's a funny montage, but in reality, it's also kind (laughs) of feels like that could happen. (laughs) Exactly. All right, Roy, you tossed to add to that? Yeah, it is one of my favorite parts of the movie when they're getting interrogated and they're like, oh, are you serious? Like, (laughs) you're kidding me. Like, all over this? Like, yeah. Oh, man, accessory. (laughs) I didn't even know he did it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. In a moment (laughs) as as well. Um, But, now we are in the police station, and the cop thinks they are talking about murder, and the boys are talking about a con can of tuna. Uh, a classic case of a failure to communicate. A hilarious scene, also a, a classic movie um, technique. Thoughts on those, Ryan and Roy? 
Um, I mean, I I like how they did it. It sets up the movie in kind of a good balance of like it's half joking, half a real premise. Um, so I kind of like the way they they did it. Yeah. And Roy. Yeah, I agree. I think it's pretty funny. Uh. And it sets the movie up nice. I mean, if you came out at the wrong time in this movie, though, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. and you've never seen it before, you could be like, wow, this is a pretty uh, serious matter. They're joking a lot about it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And finally, uh, Billy realizes he's not being targeted for stealing can of tuna fish, but in fact, murder. He's freaking out like one should. Billy and Stan are a bent on a bench at the police station, and the Stan says, "They're getting charged with stealing a tuna, and I'm getting charged with accessory to stealing tuna." And Billy says, "No, I'm getting charged with murder, and you're getting charged with accessory to murder." Thoughts on this classic scene, Roy? <laughs> it's funny because Stan's completely left out of the loop, and then he just now realizes that <laughs> it's not over just the can of tuna. So the look on his face was pretty good, like, shock and surprise, like, are you serious? Like, And then, and then he gets serious, like, oh, shit. Yeah. 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 Alright, Ryan? Yeah, I think another scene where it keeps, it's keeping the tone of the movie in both worlds of, like, this crime drama with the comedy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's funny that he's... He's kept out of the loop until right there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, so now they get their phone call, and uh, Billy calls his ma and needs a lawyer. Here comes Joe Pesci, a.k.a. My Cousin Vinny, speaking, speeding down the uh, county routes, roads of Alabama, in a rundown car that successful lawyer wouldn't be caught dead in. Your thoughts on his... Um, entrance with the shades and the all black leather and to match outfits with Marissa Tomei, a.k.a. Mona Lisa Vito. Uh, Ryan. Well, first of all, he calls us Ma. Ma. Yeah. Ma. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. Flipping. He shows up in this old, like, Cadillac looking thing. Um, I mean, quite the entrance. All leather suit type old jeans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, it should be a poster. There's a lot to look at there and soak it in. And it totally sets, he, like, while we're talking about the tone of the movie, it's just perfect because he's just so out of, you know, he may as well be from a different planet coming down to <laughs> uh, the right. south there. Yeah. Well, it's from New York. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Roy, anything to add to that uh, entrance there? I mean, it's a Cadillac convertible, you know. He could be fixing it up, you know. It could just be a project okay. car. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's funny. And then they're back and forth between uh, Vinny and Marissa Tomei's character about who's standing out the most like a tourist. Yeah. <laughs> she's asking about his Chinese food. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, and then there's the group of ladies standing on the front of the building, like, shaking their heads at him. Yep, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was now, it was pretty good scene. Exactly. Now, Billy and Stan are in prison, and the usual prison um, stereotype, uh, Bubba and the soap. Is this too much played out in movies? There, there, Roy. The stereotype of Bubba and the soap. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been to prison. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> it is a funny. I mean, every time it's in a movie. It's pretty funny. It is. It is. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> except for maybe American History X, and it's pretty oh, serious. But, there you go. There you go. <laughs> most movies, it's a funny play. Yep. Yep. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think it's overplayed, especially this is back in '92. It's yeah. probably only like the five millionth time it's been done by then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just one of those things, you know, don't go to prison. Don't do well, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that, that's correct. That's a good, a good, uh, you know, thing to say to live by. Now, Vinny is in the jail cell talking to Stan, and they have a conversation. Stan thinks he's he's Bubba, and Vinny thinks Stan's out of his mind. Um, another scene of miscommunication, a very trendy movie technique. What did you think of this month, this exchange there, Ryan? I, yeah, I mean, they, they keep going back to the miscommunication. Um, I mean, I, it sets up more of the movie there. I'm kind of at this point, you know, I'm ready for them just to be moved on into the trial, but yeah. Um, no, it's, it's I, I didn't mind that part of the movie. Okay. And, uh, I thought he was gonna. I thought Stan was gonna pee his pants for shit his pants because he thought he was in <laughs> for a little surprise. Yeah. Uh, Roy, any thoughts on this? Yeah. No, I thought. It was, I mean, such like the writer of this movie of the script. It was so smooth. It was done so smoothly. Yeah. Like you can totally see Vinny talking like that in like a real conversation, and Stan totally misinterpreting it because he doesn't know what Vinny looks like. But at the same point, <laughs> why would there be a guy in there with like? A full-on cow as a suit, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, and he's, and he's short as fuck. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, Napoleon complex, you know. Yep, that's true. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I thought it was a pretty funny scene. Absolutely, I thought laughed out on that one. Uh, I've seen that in a in a while. But um, Stan is asking Vinny about his uh, history with court cases and murder, assault, and battery. He <laughs> says, "No, never." drugs nope well what kind of cases do you try up to now personal injuries and this will be my first trial case and he's started for the bar exam six years and been practicing for six weeks he failed his bar exam five times and how good is that ryan because <laughs> that is yeah what do you mean like what's your question exactly <laughs> like how good of a scene is that oh yeah it, it's awesome it's so funny because like in these this Gambini family, you can tell like, yeah. Oh, he's got the family referrals, so he's fully got the stuff. Yeah, he's not even lying about all the stuff. He's being totally honest. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, you know, if he was really thought he had to earn the job, he would, uh, you know, be probably putting on a, some of some of his courtroom theatrics to get the job. But yeah, um, yeah, that's a, a good interview sequence. I don't think he ends up really lending that much. Uh, or given that much faith told Stan though. Until later on, then he's like, Oh shit. Okay. He <laughs> he's the real he's the real deal. Yeah. All right. Uh Roy, anything to add to that scene? Yeah, no, I think it was funny because you think, oh, he's Benny, like he's probably been doing this for a while with like the mob or something. Yeah. And then nope, just got my exam passed, just got my bar. <laughs> only been in it for six weeks. Yeah, so yeah, been a long time. <laughs> yeah, like six years. Wow. I mean, you think though, if he studied for six years, like he would know everything there is to know. At the same time, though. Yeah. Well, like, he's special, I guess. You know. Yeah. <laughs> very, very, 
extra special. Yeah. He's just yeah. a bad test taker, you know? That's, that's yep. right. That's right. That's, been there, done that. Yeah. All right. Now, we skip ahead a few scenes. Um, now, we head to the uh, uh, fiber with Vinny and Mona. And on the menu is a breakfast, lunch, <laughs> and dinner. They order two breakfasts, which are eggs, bacon, and grits. What do you think of the menu and food selection there, Roy? I mean, the prices can't beat them. Yeah. <laughs> $1.99 for breakfast Woo! for two eggs and yeah. some grits. Yeah. Uh, I've had grits. Uh, they're not my favorite thing, but they do have them a lot at chow halls in the military, so I've had them. What do they taste like, um, grits? Uh, like if you took a bunch of hominy and smashed it up and made it super soggy. Oh, no thanks. <laughs> I mean, but I've never had it. These are probably like, who knows how they're made in yeah. the military chow hall, but sure. uh, I'm sure if you had them for real, they'd taste a lot better. <laughs> but okay. my yeah, experience, not the greatest thing. Okay. Uh, Ryan, your thoughts on the menu and the, all that stuff? Yeah, well, you, you got to assume with so many limited options, it's got to be like dang near a world famous, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> menu item there because yeah. it's what everybody orders. Well, um, yeah, grits, I've had them a few times. You know, mm-hmm. I've had them even in kind of not like a fancy place, but like a, you know, where you would think they would be really good. <laughs> right. And I just I think if you've got something named grits, I mean that's mm-hmm. about what you should expect on the plate. It's it's grits. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Yep, yep, I gotcha. (laughs) Um, Now, Vinny enters the courtroom in his leather jacket, leather pants, leather briefcase, (laughs) and sits on the table. And uh, the judge is a snarky little bitch, and he asks what Vinny is wearing. He says, close. He tells tells him he's insulting him and the integrity of the court. Next time you come into my courtroom, you will look lawyerly. What are your thoughts on that one, Roy? I mean, but isn't it technically a suit? You know, he's, it's like a suit jacket. It is. That he's wearing. I mean, all yeah. other. It's <laughs> yeah. a little strange, but uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you got to dress the part. If you're going to be a lawyer or an attorney, you can't come in there like you just got done uh, bugging some people for their gambling debts. Especially in a high <laughs> murder case. Yeah. Yeah, high profile. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Ryan, can <laughs> add to that. Yeah, I mean, the judge ultimately has to protect against a mistrial, and if this clown is like prancing around in front of the jury and all this leather yeah. stuff, not gonna yeah. get it tossed out. So, yeah, I, it's in a comedic way, but I think it's it's worth it for him to dress the part. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now, how hot and sexy is '90s Marissa Tomei? I can hardly contain contain myself in this movie, uh, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, those one piece bodysuits. Uh, she pulls Oof. them off. Yeah, um, she, she won an Academy Award for this movie, didn't she? Yeah, she did best actress, I mean, supporting actress. Yeah, that's got to be well. One, um, you know, she she was backing up the looks with the bodysuits, with the uh, mm-hmm. with the attitude. I mean, she, yeah, she, it hardly seems like she's acting, and it's. Yeah, it's a cool character. Oh, she does. I, lot, I like that she gets. I mean, she could have more to do with the movie, but yeah. I like that she was definitely at the end for sure, um, as well. Now, Roy, anything to add to that on Marissa Tomei and her hotness in the nineties? There, 
Uh, yeah, I think the first time I watched this movie, <laughs> I was a little <laughs> bit more preoccupied watching her than the movie when I was younger. Yeah. But there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not a big fan of uh, it's too thick of a New York accent for me. Interesting. That's for the most part. Yeah. Besides that, though, not too shabby. Not too shabby indeed. Um, uh, yes. Now, speaking of accents, that's my next question, of course. Um, how are we rating these accents, New York accents there, Ryan? <laughs> They're perfect. <laughs> and I swear to God, like, I'll find out where you live if you go after these ones. Okay. These ones are uh, good. I like them. Um, well, I, I just seem real to me. I mean, I, uh, yeah. I don't have any issues with them. All right. Roy, rebuttal? Yeah. No, I think they're spot on. That's just not my uh, forte. <laughs> All right, Ryan, I agree for once in the accents. These are amazing. Good, good. Especially from Mrs. Tomei. Mrs. Yeah. Yeah. Mona Lisa Vito. Great name, too, by the way. Mona Lisa. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. All right. Mo- Mona Lisa um, Vito uh, bailed out Vinny from contempt of court for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> she got stiff by dude, so they entered this local establishment uh with with shades on and they find jt who's a large guy who also becomes the announcer in angels outfield later on in his career um side note and who stiffed her on two hundred dollars on a game of pool now then he says if he kicks the shit out of jt he gets the money but no fight occurs we cut to motel room of Vinny and mona lisa vito talking about leaky faucets and then she talks dirty mechanical engineering that <laughs> turns Vinny on and your thoughts on those two scenes there Roy I mean they're pretty good the scene in the bar is really good and then there's the guy in the background with like the neck brace on oh yeah yeah <laughs> he's like oh hey uh how'd you how that happen <laughs> yeah were you at work at home <laughs> yeah oh can't home. be there can't be there Personally, yeah yeah Exactly. Yeah, no, it was pretty funny. That whole scene, how he plays mind games with him to trade it around so he doesn't get his ass kicked in the bar. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree with everything Roy just said. And, you know, add on, you know, a little greasy car talk. It can get anybody yeah. in the mood. Mm, especially her, with her uh, short ne- negligee she had on. That was... Uh... <laughs> and that was fantastic yeah right. yep. <laughs> now we, now we're now we are at the hearing um with witnesses first witness old lady identifies the uh, car and two gun men then more witnesses including the sheriff and and vinnie does nothing how useful or unuseful is he there ryan in this uh this scene here this is he's pretty uh he's not doing a here isn't this yeah. where he's like super tired it's a rough start yeah yeah <laughs> so he's barely making it through um you almost kind of feel bad do they still have both lawyers at this point or are we moved past no that? it's just Vinny right now just, Vinny right now. just yeah so they they choose yeah. him and then he's just totally dropping the ball yeah he's got marissa all worked up thinking she, he's dropping the ball so yeah, but yeah. I think in the end of the scene, he ends up wanting to get thrown back into jail so he can sleep. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, uh, Roy, your thoughts on the scene there? Yeah, it's good, but I was how do like the drop? It was down when they were at the store, the convertible top. Yeah, 
And the whole time, like, but how do all these people know that it was a white top? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, it was funny. Vinny's asleep because of the, what was it, the <laughs> whistle at the lumber mill? Yeah. And then Might the, be. Uh, yeah. the pigs at the slaughterhouse across the street the next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was a funny scene. Exactly. Now, Vinny stands up in his not suit and <laughs> Ty, the judge, admonishes him and Vinny says, you were serious about that? Cut to him <laughs> being sent to jail for contempt. <laughs> How good of a scene is that uh, there, Roy? Yeah, it's, like I was saying, I mean, it's kind of a suit, you know? It's a yeah. suit jacket. Yeah. So he, he put on the tie and he yeah. thought he was good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was well played. Yeah, I left my ass off. Every time he goes to jail, I left my ass off on the bus every time with, with the two defendants there as well. Uh, they're Ryan, your thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah, I always going back to jail with the two defendants. That's just yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Um, I also love the part where he he's talking to the motel clerk lady and he's like, oh. I he said that whistle only goes off on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 5 30. And she said, yeah, <laughs> it usually goes off at 4.30 or whatever. <laughs> oh, I was dying at that part. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty yeah. funny. His banter with the judge is almost mm-hmm. the best part of the movie. Uh, I agree 100% on that one. Yeah, for sure. Now, Mona Lisa Vito gives an inspiring speech to Vinny that he can win this case. But then she gets into bed and says, if you don't fuck up. What did you think of that speech there, Roy? Yeah, it was good. I think it was a little, uh, oh, I can't think of the word, but a little motivation by downgraded him. Like, oh, yeah, it would be great if you don't fuck it up. Like, a little bit more <laughs> yeah. motivation for him to get his act together. Yep. But, yeah. All right, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, have you ever had a woman land you and then de- uh what is it, uh, emasculate you? I told you not to fuck it up. Yeah. That's pretty good motivation. So Exactly. Yeah, if anybody's going to light a fire under him, it's her. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, more, more than one. But anyway, I digress. Um, now, <laughs> we skip ahead to the motel where a train goes by and shakes the room. And do you think they could have went to a better motel? Or do you think that's the only option they had? In the small town there, Ryan. Oh, I think that's probably their only option. And I also think, like, you know, they get glared at everywhere they go, that type of thing. So they kind of have some some roots at this place. And, you know, rather than start the process, <clears throat> process over of, uh, you know, getting mixed up with a bunch of locals, they're just like, yeah, they got to ride this one out. Yeah, I agree 100% on that one. Uh, Roy, do you agree with that? Well, yeah, I mean, that's already their, the second hotel they had to stay at already because the first one had the lumber mill horn going off at right. 5.30 in the morning. And yeah. So, I mean, it seems like no matter where they go, even if there is another spot, there's going to yeah. be some sort of loud noise in the middle of the night waking them up. Exactly. Um, now, Vinny is going hunting with Trotter, the DA. Now, Mona Lisa Vito isn't fond um imagine you're a deer you're prancing along you get thirsty you spot a little brook you put your little deer lips down the cold clear water bam a fucking bullet rips off part of your head 
your brains are laying on the ground in little bloody pieces. Now I ask you, would you give a fuck what kind of pants the son of a bitch who shot you was wearing? Thoughts, Ryan. Marissa is bringing it there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that she spells it out there. It's so good. Um. I was laughing so hard at that part and the whole yeah. hunting scene or you know that that whole setup is just great. Um mm-hmm. I that's where she can really work that accent is oh. it just is it makes everything even funnier. She's from New York though, so that's probably pretty easy I think for her. Right. Yeah, it's pretty easy for her. Uh Roy, thoughts on that classic <laughs> scene. Yeah, no, it was it's definitely Top five funniest scenes in the movie for sure. Oh yeah. yeah, and just the way that she comes busting out of the bathroom with that whole speech about it is just so <laughs> funny. And he's just sitting there, standing there, like, uh, <laughs> "All right, <laughs> I, guess, uh, I guess I'm not going to get an answer for you." Yeah, exactly. Now I think that Mona Lisa Vito should be trying this case instead of Vinny. She seems to know a lot more about law. Um, than him. Do you agree with that, uh, Roy? I mean, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. She's pretty good at arguing, also, as you find out through the movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she was just, she's fresh. You know, she just read like half that book in like an hour. <laughs> yeah. The judge gave Vinny earlier. Yeah. About Alabama law procedures or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for her, I totally think that uh, it would have gone totally different route at the end of the movie. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Ryan, yeah, you know, definitely. Yeah. She should totally be the lawyer. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Even if she's not, it's not a lawyer, but yeah, I just Vinny barely. Yeah. You know. yeah. Now the judge finds out that Vinny has never tried a case in his life, but <laughs> Vinny says his real name is Jerry Gallo. It turns out this famous lawyer who is dead. How much of a mess is Vinny Bag of Donuts in right now, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's stepping into it pretty good. Yeah. Uh, this is, answers one of my questions for later, but uh, okay. yeah. yeah, he, uh, it's, it's, he's stepping into it. I mean, he's starting to get it from all angles. This is one of the, I think, in the part of the movie, basically, where He's the the fight with the guy is starting to really ramp up with the over the two hundred dollars the sleep yep. like everything is kind of starting to come down on him and yep. now he's got this judge really breathing down his neck so <laughs> yeah he's he's in it pretty deep here he, he definitely is how, how about you Roy your thoughts on that yeah I have to agree with Ryan on that one he's got nobody on his side at this point except for maybe uh, <laughs> his nephew but really, yeah. other than that he just a lonely man on his own island with nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, Vinny and Mona Lisa Vito can't catch a break. They spend the night out at the Trotter's cabin, and thunderstorm <laughs> comes crashing on them. They said to sleep in the car, but normal people would have gone in the cabin. Your thoughts on that one, Roy? Oh, they started out in the cabin, and then <laughs> there was that owl making the weird noise. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, the, the pistol out of the gun cabinet and just shoots off randomly into the sky, and then yeah. doesn't even scare the owl away. <laughs> yeah. And then they decide to go out to the car. 
Yep. Yep. Uh, Ryan, yeah. I, that's, that's basically my favorite part of the movie when he busts out of the cabin and it's shot from the owl's perspective, and yep. you just see him blast off like five or six <laughs> rounds. There you go. <laughs> and it starts hooting again. I every time just start dying at that part. Oh, I don't know why it's so funny, but. Yeah, my favorite part is the uh, the deer speech by Marissa. Okay, yeah, that's... gets me good every time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now the uh, I'll ask Roy this first. Now the ongoing gag in the film finally pays off, kind of, with JT, the guy who stiffed Marissa two hundred dollars playing pool, has money, and Vinny beat him up, takes the money. The fight was less than desired. Do you agree with that, Roy? Uh, no, I think the way that it happened, I mean, if you're that, he's got to be so wound up at this point. Yeah. Like, everything's barreling down on him. He just needs to get it out. And that guy's been poking at him the whole movie yeah. pretty much. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was a pretty clean, I don't know if I'd call it an uppercut, but an it, upward punch, I guess. It was one punch is my issue. It's yeah. one punch. It's not really a fight. It's like he fell down and he's a huge guy. It's like, I don't see that happening in real life. That'll come later on though, for my question. Uh, but Ryan, your thoughts on that scene there. Yeah. That Vinny coming from that lower angle and yeah. really is able to get at that chin pretty good without, mm-hmm. you know, too much, uh, too much uh, misdirection, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's probably, I mean, JT's probably used to tackling with people a little bigger. Mm-hmm. Hard to block those those short people. All right. I get, if you say so. Um, now I'll ask Ryan, then Roy, uh, Ryan first. What do you think of the stuttering public defender? <laughs> <laughs> that is just brutal. Yeah. Oh, listening to him. I mean, he does such a good stutter. But... Yeah, he does. I mean, you're just like, oh, pl- you want to crawl into the movie and help him finish the sentence. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I love it. The end of his little thing, he goes, well, I, I get a little nervous. <laughs> I get a little nervous. <laughs> a little nervous. Yeah. <laughs> He's great. How about you, Roy? Your thoughts on yeah, that? Yeah. I completely, I completely forgot that he had that because I hadn't seen the movie oh. in so long. Yeah. And so then he starts talking. I'm like, oh, crap. I can't believe yeah. I forgot yeah. about it. But yeah, it's so funny because he he comes in so confident, like when he's walking across <laughs> the courtroom and like he's just sitting back, relaxed at the table with the defendants. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it was funny. And that the I've only seen that guy in one other movie that I can remember, and it's Christmas with the Cranks, and he's like Santa Claus in it. Yeah. But yeah, he's it was pretty funny. I that's a funny scene. I laughed so hard. <laughs> Started interrogating those people, questioning them. Yep, exactly. Now Vinny is being a baller lawyer now. When it cut, when it counts, starting with the uh, magic girl, uh, magic grits theory. Of course, of course, Vinny is back in jail again for contempt, and Vinny pretty much discredits every single witness with a change of pace. And now I will play you an audio clip about two minutes long, the most iconic scene of the film. And I'll let's hear your thoughts after this. Uh, clip is played. Um, just a moment as I queue it up here. Okay. Got it. All right. All right. Let's get the Roku going. This is about how long that guy stutters through ladies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's see here. All right. You got the play. All right. Here we go. 
Ms. Vito, please answer the question. Does the defense's case hold water? No. The defense is wrong. Are you sure? I'm positive. How could you be so sure? Because there is no way that these tire marks were made by a 64 Buick Skylark. These marks were made by a 1963 Pontiac Tempest. Objection, Your Honor. Can we clarify to the court whether the witness is stating opinion or fact? This is your opinion? It's a fact. I find it hard to believe that this kind of information could be ascertained <laughs> simply by looking at a picture. Would you like me to explain? I would love to hear this. <laughs> that made these two equal length tire marks had positive traction. Can't make those marks without positive traction, which was not available on the 64 Buick Skylark. And why not? What is positive traction? It's the limited slip differential, which distributes power equally to both the right and left tires. The 64 Skylark had a regular differential, which anyone who's been stuck in the mud in Alabama knows you step on the gas, one tire spins, the other tire does nothing. That's right. Is that it? No, there's more. You see, when the left tire mark goes up on the curb and the right tire mark stays flat and even, well, the 64 Skylark had a solid rear axle. So when the left tire would go up on the curb, the right tire would tilt out and ride along its edge. But that didn't happen yet. The tire mark stayed flat and even. This car had an independent rear suspension. Now, in the 60s, there were only two other cars made in America that had positive traction and independent rear suspension and enough power to make these marks. One was the Corvette, which could never be with the Skylark. The other had the same body length, height, width, weight, wheelbase, and wheel track as the 64 Skylark, and that was the 1963 Pontiac Tempest. And because both cars were made by GM, were both cars available in metallic mint green paint? They what? Thank you, Miss Vito. No more questions. Thank you very, very much. You've been a lovely, lovely. <laughs> Thoughts on that scene there, Ryan? Quick reaction to that. Perfect scene. Perfect scene. Um, but I mean, you you do start to run into some questions about this other tire expert. I mean, yeah. there's some obvious signs here. Um, I love the part where she's like, yeah, and this could never, ever be mixed up with the Corvette. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of the FBI um, guy was wrong. That's kind of bad, you know? Yeah, I mean, I that's, that's, a, that's a tough question how he could, you know, it makes it seem so hard to figure out, like, oh, only two cars have it. But really, those are the yeah. only two answers available for it. Yeah. I, what I like about that part is it's it's all spawned from Vinny looking through the pictures that she took earlier mm -hmm. in the movie and goes, "Oh look, a pile of dog crap! I love it. This is going to help." Hey, Jeff. Yeah. So, yeah, I, that's a. Uh, there's a lot building towards that scene that I love. Yep. All right. Have you write your thoughts on this scene there? Yeah. No, it was good. It was perfect. But in defense, the guy was a tire expert, not a yeah. car expert. He was just testing the science of the tires. Yeah. You're so yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, it was funny. And it was funny watching uh, the 
uh, attorney and the specialist at their bench, like trying to talk it out. Like, are you sure? It's like, is this right? Like, <laughs> there's no way that she's right. Yeah. And the guy's like, oh, that's, that's it. Like, that's yeah. the only answer. Exactly. All right. <laughs> All right. Now we end the film coming up here now uh, with, with um, testimony. Uh, Mr. Trotter dropped the charges and Billy and Stan are free men because the only crime they committed was stealing a can of tuna. And now Vinny and uh, Mona Lisa Vito kiss and make up. Judge comes out with the facts and says he apologizes and he's one hell of a law- trial lawyer. It was Mona Lisa Vito who sent the facts. He won his first case, and Vinny and Mona argue about getting married. Um, the end. Your thoughts on the ending <laughs> there, there, Roy and Ryan? After that. Yeah, it wraps up really nice, just like all of my favorite 90s movies, you know, nice bow <laughs> on top of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it just goes to show that she should have done the whole case. She, was, uh, she took yeah. a picture. She laid out the facts. Yeah, I mean, Vinny did a little bit, but he could have done that from not being in charge of it. Exactly. Uh, Roy, your thoughts on the ending of the movie there? Yeah, no, it was good. Uh, it's nice that they off of not being murderers. And then uh, when they're arguing, he's like, oh, well, I won the case. So, like, let's get married this week. And she's like, no, that's not what I'm <laughs> talking about. <laughs> the whole thing. Dude. You did nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was a great end of the movie. I enjoyed the whole thing. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Let's get there, Roy. Um, if we're getting to our panel questions here, did I miss anything that you want to talk about from pre- previously that I may have missed there, Ryan and Roy? Uh, no, just that the owl part is so yeah. fucking funny. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Um, and when he walks in with that new suit that he gets from the secondhand store. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that oh God, 1970s man. homecoming suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, pretty, that's pretty good out there. That's pretty and good. this ridiculous thing for you, Judge. For, yeah. Just for you, Judge. Yeah. Have you read anything I missed? Uh, just when he was questioning all the witnesses and pretty yeah. much telling them that they totally, there's no way that they could have accurately seen it. Yep. I thought the way he did that to all them was pretty good. The lady was funny. The old lady was funny, though. She goes, I guess needs a new new prescription in my glasses, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that was the trickiest one because he was only doing it from half the distance. And yep. he could have, she could have seen it from half the distance. Or or just guessed. Yeah. yeah. One yeah. in five chance. So yeah, exactly. that was a risk. But it paid off, though, in the end. Absolutely. That it did. It did. All right. Here we go. Uh, so, Roy. Um, if you'd recommend this movie to a stranger, what would you say to make him, them click for them? I mean, just uh, you got the Karate Kid. Yeah. Uh, committed murder, maybe. Maybe. And then you got good old Joe Pesci coming in to <laughs> lawyer him up. Yeah. And uh, Mercy Tomain backing it all up. That's right. And the boy one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right then. Yeah, I mean, I would just say, like, you got big New York coming down to the south to try to get his uh, nephew out from under some charges, and uh, comedy ensues. Yeah, I agree. Now, for me, if you love hot, sassy women, um, idiot savants, 
and courtroom comedies. This movie is just for you. So it definitely has something for everybody, I think, <laughs> in this one. Yeah. Yes. It does. Now, all right, I'll ask Ryan first. Does the soundtrack work for you? And if so, what is the best part of the eight track soundtrack? The soundtrack, uh, yeah, it works. I can't. Is there a lot of is there a lot of songs that play through the movie? There was eight. I counted them this morning. I them up. Oh, I thought you were talking about eight track soundtrack. Oh no no no, eight tracks the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought you were talking about the eight track itself. Oh, <laughs> like oh, that like, goes around. Damn, I must have missed <laughs> something. Uh, no, I mean I nothing. The soundtrack doesn't ruin the movie. It does just what it should. Yeah, uh, not a whole lot. To, yeah, depends I, on. Yeah, I agree. Um, Roy? Yeah, to be honest, I really didn't notice <laughs> the soundtrack in this movie at all. Yeah. It just blended it blended right in. So, I mean, I guess that's good. It just blended right in with the movie. Yeah, I had to look it up to see what songs were, songs were there, and I had to play a few songs to see which one I liked best. But as I said, there were only eight songs on the soundtrack, but I would say it was a solid soundtrack, and my favorite was Bible Belt. It was country and had good pacing. So I took that one <laughs> for that one. Yeah, it was a little a fast country song, as you as you would say. Um, all right, I'll go. With, it's always my fear of this podcast for casting possibilities. I always get shunned on this one, but um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Roy first on this one, then Ryan after that. All right, I would go. I would switch out uh, Lane Smith, who was the Jim Trotter the third. Yeah, and I'd switch him out with Nick Nolte. Oh, I think you. I think Nick Nolte would fit in a little bit better as that town's main <laughs> attorney. Yeah. yeah, and so I think Nick Nolte would have been a good switch off. Oh yeah, that's a solid, very solid one. I hear you there, yeah. uh, Ryan. Your thoughts on any recasting of your choice? Yeah, I'm going out on a limb here. Getting, yeah, because um, there are a few act ones that I'd make, like the friend. Yeah, he's got some room to improve, but yeah. where I would go. Is I would take Ernie McCracken and Roy Munson from Kingpin, okay, and make them both the lawyers. Oh. Ernie McCracken <laughs> is the prosecutor, and Roy Munson is the the uh, Vinny's spot. Okay, that's solid. Now we come to me now. Looks like now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I would now. This is a this is a hard one. The cast is phenomenal, but. I would sub out Mitchell Whitfield, who played uh, Sam, the the whiny, whiny, whiny little bitch friend of <laughs> yeah. uh, Billy. Um, I would we played Stan. I would I would go nineties Michael J. Fox. Oh, um, I think he would bring some more flair to the role. I think that's a good. Mm-hmm. I think that's my my choice there. Good choice, Ozzy. That Thank was you. a good one. Thank you so that's much. That's your uh, yeah. best one in the last three. <laughs> Appreciate it. For some reason, I was imagining you say John Cena again. Don't call Steve Austin instead of the judge. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe a Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. Oh, maybe a wrestler again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we joke. We kid. We kid. It's all good. It's all good. No worries about it. It's all good. Now, I'll ask Ryan first this time. Um, what actor or character from the show would you host a podcast with about the film? I would uh, tempting to do Vinny, but I would go with the judge. That okay. sultry voice on the podcast mm. airwaves, I could just oh, soak that up. Soak it all up, baby. There you go. All right. Uh, Roy? I'd go uh, with uh, good old Mona Lisa at a mm-hmm. Chinese restaurant, though. 
Okay, on location. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> well, as you all know, when I'm taking, I'm taking um, the SAS. This is easy. I took a, the interview with the Mona Lisa Vito because she's knockout, but also to ask her why she stuck with Vinny all these years and for so long. And if she would consider moving to Alabama and why she kept bailing Vinny out of jail every time. Mm. Good questions. These need to be answered for sure. Yeah, definitely. All right. I'll ask Roy first. What is your scene breaker this week? The one that I don't think would work out? Yep. Uh, the prices of that menu. <laughs> you, would go, you would not last more than a week. <laughs> True. And just the size of that menu alone. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, other than that, I mean, people still get wrongly accused all the time of crime. So, yeah, that's true. Everything else is a normal, everyday thing in that movie for the most part. All right. How about you, Ryan? What's your maker? First, from the truth. Yeah. I'm going uh, the Jerry Callow, Jerry Gallo situation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That's pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I think at that point, the judge is just insulted and pauses everything until he sorts it out yeah exactly now mine is a shocker but uh i said when Vinny body punched jt one time in the face and jt (laughs) went down a lot like a ton ton of bricks and he didn't fight back in reality he would have won the fight and it would be wouldn't even be a contest so yeah that's definitely one i think that should be on the board there Um, deal yeah all right now I'll ask Ryan first. Favorite scenes, characters, etc., moments of the movie that you thought were great? Yeah, I get to mention again Vinny busting out of a cabin in the middle of the night, laughing <laughs> on, you know, a, yeah. a huge pistol off. I, it just makes me laugh every time. Um, and uh, I like that scene. I also just mentioned the one when he's in the, the suit, the the homecoming suit. <laughs> right. Uh it's just beautiful. Um those are my favorite parts. I really love I watch this movie all the time camping when we're in our camper cuz yeah, it's one of the DVDs we have that we never take out of there so I've seen it like a thousand times. Yeah. And it just uh, never gets old for me at least. Yeah, it's classic. Yeah. Uh Roy, your thoughts on moments for you? Uh, I'd say when he's inter or questioning the guy about how fast it was to make his grits. Yeah, you should tell me that of all the places in all the world, you can cook them the fastest. Yeah, uh, that was funny. And then when he's also interrogating the other guy that had like the dirty windows, and he's treating him mm-hmm. like he's like a two-year-old. He's like, "So how many bushes are there?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't forget about those two little guys. Yeah, yeah. I thought that whole set of scenes was pretty good. Yeah, I have a few per usual, so bear with me here. So um, I like when there's the sign that says dirt for sale. I said it earlier. Um, and then uh, when Billy and Stan are on the bench at the police station and Stan says, we are getting charged with stealing tuna. All that not, not seen there is pretty good. Um, the exchange between Stan and Vinny about his law protection uh, practices, I should say. Um, when Mona Lisa Vito is talking about mechanical wrenches in her lingerie, um, I love the st- stuttering lawyer. <laughs> I loved uh, 
when when Vinny said he's not Jerry Gallo, he's Jerry Callow. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, the final courtroom scene with Mona Lisa Vito on the stand where she schooled them fools. Nice. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. I'll ask Roy first. Um, what would you change about the ending? An answer of nothing is not an option. <laughs> I would have found them guilty of murder. <laughs> <laughs> and then had them go to prison. And then good old Stan might have had to meet Bubba. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like in a Harold and Kumar Guantanamo Bay type of scene. Okay. All right. <laughs> How about you, Ryan? Uh, I would go to the scene that you don't like so much and have Vinny end up in a neck brace after the fight and Marissa yeah. and uh, Mona Lisa has got to finish the, the trial. Okay, I like that. And, um, I like that ending. Okay. Thing. All right, well, for me, um, I would have Mona Lisa Vito leave Vinny and I would have loved to see Vinny back in trouble for lying about who he was or wasn't and got back in jail for a longer time for think of his choices in life. Definitely um, would be, be, be my choice there. Now, what I'll ask Roy this. Uh, what wouldn't work in this movie if it was filmed today? Well, I thought we did that one already. Uh, nope. We did the scene breaker oh. previously. Yeah. Well, yeah, then it, it had to be the whole uh, name changing thing with technology of computers nowadays. You'd probably just be able to yeah. look it up. Right. So he would have been found out like at the very start of the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when he true. said that he, he tried the guy that they thought was Son of Sam. Yeah. But then they found the real guy. So <laughs> <let him go. laughs> that was hilarious. I, I, I forgot the good part. thing, too. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, Ryan, your thoughts on that? But, yeah, Roy's all over it. That's my guess. That's my thing, too, is with technology today. Yeah. He would instantly be discredited as a real lawyer. Yeah. And mine is on the same ground, but I had a little different spin. Um, I would I would say when Vinny hands the sheet of paper to the sheriff who's on the on the prosecution side and on, says check on something in a minute later, he got the answer. Um, about the two suspects in Georgia and the sheriff was working for the prosecution just a bit fishy as well. All right. Lastly, Ryan, how do you rate this film on movie of, uh, sorry, movie of five out of five stars? This is a five star movie for me. It's, uh, it's got everything you need. Mm -hmm. Drama, comedy, suspense, Marissa Tomei. Mm -hmm. Um, and the Karate Kid. I mean, there's not everything. <laughs> wax on, wax off. There you go. All right, Roy. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with Ryan on this one. It's a five. It's solid cast, solid uh, storyline, and it's just it's really funny for what it's based upon. <laughs> like yep. to see how it could get thrown so out of proportion so fast. Exactly. I'm giving this a full five star rating again. Uh, the cast was phenomenal, and the story is absolutely ridiculous and who doesn't love a good murder comedy so absolutely all right we'll finish it off with a little food corner here i'll ask uh, ryan first this is for me here these are for me a little bit so ryan what's your ultimate seafood platter consist of oh i would go with some fried shrimp and some lobster um with a uh, some type of starch 
Okay. Okay. Keep it simple there. All right. Yeah, Roy? Pretty basic. Well, yeah. since I've recently discovered in the last year or two that I have a shellfish allergy, oh. I'm very limited on my choices here. <laughs> so I'd go with uh, fried clam strips. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, maybe some fried cod or halibut. There you go. <laughs> Only because that's all I could have. <laughs> all the shrimps grilled, sautéed, fried, I don't care. All the shrimp, all the cocktail sauce, prawns and cocktail sauce, uh, crab, lobster, halibut, salmon, the whole thing. I'm, I'm doing all in right there. Yeah, yeah that's all you want to do about that one. All right, Roy, um, are you a fan of cocktail sauce? Yes, very much so. Yes, the best I've had. Gotta have it. If you're eating anything fried that's seafood, you have to have cocktail sauce. Absolutely, and the best I've had before is Picking North. They have really, really good cocktail sauce there. Absolutely. All right, Ryan, your thoughts on cocktail sauce? Are you? I pretty much keep it limited to seafood, though. Um, I'd be interested if there was another good use for it. I had I did before. Fries are good in it too, though. Fries are good. Cocktail sauce, fantastic. I can see, yeah. see that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, uh, Ryan, build your ultimate pita. Oh, let's see here. We're going. We're going a little lettuce, turkey. Okay. Uh, some ranch in there, some bacon, and some uh, banana peppers or uh, pepperoncinis. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably gonna. I'm gonna keep it pretty simple with that one. Once again, all right. Um, Roy. Well, you know, I have never had a pita sandwich or oh, been to man. Pita Pit, so oh, uh, oh. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. I guess I'd go take the spicy Italian from Subway. Okay. And throw that into pita, I guess. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm gonna go with the Dagwood pita. Um, which is ham, turkey, roast beef, all hot. And then I'll put olives, onions, pickles, mustard, sour cream. Call it good. Nice. nice. Yes. I like it. Yes. All right, Ryan, what is the best crock pot meal you've had or, or made yourself? Oh, I got to go with the uh, pot roast uh, that my wife makes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, get a big old hunk of roast in there that we, we buy a you buy a cow and put it in the freezer, and the roasts from that are just so good. Mm-hmm. And uh, carrots, potatoes, onions. Um, I love that meal. Yeah. So I'm Ironically, going to we have the same answer, actually, Ryan. Pot roast. Oh, yeah. Nice. Pardon me, that one yep. Um, Roy, your thoughts? Yeah, pot roast is definitely would be my go to, but just to mix it up so it's okay. not all the same. Uh, my wife makes a good meal. It's you throw in like four chicken breasts. Mm. And then you buy the Italian dressing from Costco, like the Olive Garden Italian dressing. Oh, okay. Pour half a bottle of that in there with the uh, cream cheese. And I'm sure there's some other stuff in there too, but then it all like melts down. Then you pull the chicken apart mm. and you put it on top of noodles. Okay. Oh, man. It is delicious. That does sound like a delicious meal. Yeah. Sounds good. This is a hard one now. Our choice. I'll ask Roy first this time Huckleberry Pie. Or Huckleberry Shake. I'll go with the Huckleberry Shake. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent on the podcast. Last night we did all have the same answer, Shake as well, except for Jeff said "fuck you" to me on that question, but that's Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ryan, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I got to go with the Shake. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, for 
for sure. All right. All right. I'll ask uh, Ryan first. What would you have to eat at the Super Bowl on Sunday? <laughs> oh, I had quite a bit to eat. Um, did yes. you, you said what did I have to eat? Yeah. So we had kind of a charcuterie board, lots of meats. Um, I had about 30 meatballs. Nice. Um <laughs> Uh, a couple of beers. Let's see here. Uh, that's all I can think of. A lot of salami and cheeses. Okay. I think I even had a peanut butter and jelly dinosaur sandwich. Oh, there you go. That's good. <laughs> all right, Roy? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was at Ryan's house, so I, I had all those things. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we also had chili. Oh, yeah, and chili. That's the main uh, thing. And chips and veggies and some scotch and okay. some martinis. And... You're going strong for the game. Okay. Yeah. It was a good time. It was good food. All right. Cool. I had a Tony's pepperoni pizza that I made. I had a seven-layer seven layer bean dip from Safeway with some chips. Nice. Dip it in. I had some, some wings from Safeway. Um, I had some Oreos, double stuff. I had Reese's Cups, Minis, um, I had strawberries, raspberries, blueberries, uh, we had uh, more chips, um, and yeah, uh, that's, and also after the game was over, I had Ben and Jerry's as well with a spoon. That was good too. <laughs> that was good. Nice. Yeah, I was very mad at the game, so I had to eat my things away with, with Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. Uh, that yep. sounds like a pretty good spread. It sure was, it sure was. And yeah, all right. Now, Ryan, Gatorade or Powerade? And also, what flavor is your go to for those if you had one on the other? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going Gatorade with the uh, Blue Frost, I think it's called. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's solid. Okay. Um, Roy. I'm going to go White Gatorade, which I think is Arctic Frost. I'm not a fan of the white one, unfortunately, but. They all turn white if you leave them out in the sun. That's true. But I don't do that. <laughs> I'm going Gatorade orange all the way. Not even, not even. Oh, orange. wow. Orange okay. is the best. The goat, as they say, the goat. I think my mom used to give me that when I was sick when I was a kid. So I've always. Oh, no, it was the yellow one, actually. Never mind. Oh, yeah, lime's number two for me. Lime's number two for me. Yeah, then yeah, fruit punch number three with the bronze medal. All right. All the um, classics. All the classics for you, huh? Pretty much. Yep. Pretty much. All right. Um, Roy, do you prefer Tootsie Pops or Tootsie Rolls? Uh, Tootsie Roll. Yeah, I agree. I suppose I had when a kid, but you know, then I haven't had them in a long time. But Tootsie Rolls, I might go to, I guess, if I had the other. So, uh, Ryan, your thoughts on that topic? Today? I go Tootsie Pop all the way. I mean, you get a Tootsie Roll with a sucker. It's awesome. What's your flavor for uh, Tootsie Pop then? I prefer like the purpley blue ones. Okay. Um, I don't know if I go flavor or color, but <laughs> I, I like root beer flavor and orange, obviously, on my two. Root, yeah, those are, you can't really go wrong. Um, yeah, yeah I, those are all good. All right, those are all for me. Now, my friend Ryan, not you, but other friend Ryan. Um, Subway or Jimmy John's Ryan? I'm going. Currently, it's Jimmy John's because I like the Italian sandwich with their kick and ranch. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm going Subway because I don't have Jimmy John's that often. I've only had like once or twice in my whole life, so I'm not really a 
haven't gone, gone there too much too much so I'm going several all the way meatball sub I'm gonna go to there um Roy your, your thoughts on this subject yeah I'm going subway on this one because you can get it toasted yeah and I like their steak and cheese and their spicy Italian yeah exactly all right now I have um three from Joe so apologize in advance <laughs> a mixed bag from Joe as usual. <laughs> So, first one from Jill asked Roy first, do you start eating deep fried shrimp from the head or the tail? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, the head, obviously. It's head, right? Yeah. Yeah. Why would you put the tail in your mouth? I have no. He's Joe, so I don't know. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Ryan, you agree with that one? Yeah. yeah. I, I agree, but I do think that the question needs to be asked. Like, okay. we need to find these people. Go and tell first. <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. All right. Now, Ryan, what would you rather live in a world without hot dogs or without hamburgers? Oh, uh, yeah, I can go without hot dogs. Yeah, 100% agree on that one. I agree on that one. Roy? Yeah, I'll go hot dogs also. All right, now here's where it gets weird. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> now it's getting weird. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'll ask Roy first since he had a comment there. Um, between the Joker and Batman, who do you think would win a hot dog eating contest? Uh, the Joker. Yeah, I agree 100%. He's got way bigger of a mouth. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, Ryan, do you agree or disagree with that? Said I, I strongly disagree there. Um, okay. I'm going the Batman because I think all the scar tissue in the Joker's mouth is going to restrict his chewing and not allow as many hot dogs in there. All right. Now, these last three are from Ryan here, so apologies in advance for a couple of these, for one of them at least. But I'll ask Ryan first your own question. Which meat meal would you prefer to eat off after it has been blended into a shake? <laughs> a steak dinner... A shrimp scampi or a chicken Alfredo? Oh, um, <laughs> so I came up with this question because I watched this reality show with my wife called Below Deck, and okay. it's, a, it's a like a charter yacht show. Yeah, and one of the guests had their mouth wired shut, mm. and they requested that all of the meals that the norm other guests ate be yeah. blended up, and she ate them blended. Oh wow! And it was disgusting. It was rough. So, but I would go. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's a lot of texture problems going on with this question. Yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna go fettuccine Alfredo. Okay. Um, maybe, hopefully, there's a lot of sauce on it. Yeah, I'm going scampi myself. Shrimp scampi is my that's what. Yeah. yeah. And Roy, your thoughts on this question here? Oh, man, they're all pretty <laughs> messed up. But, um, I mean, does the steak dinner have mashed potatoes with it? Oh, yeah. I, I would assume so, yeah. Then I don't know. I'm going to go with steak dinner. Okay. <laughs> Hoping that the mashed potatoes would make it like a little, a little better. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit easier to look at. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. Next I have here from Ryan is Roy first. What is your top secret go-to seasoning? If you have one, that is. Top secret go-to seasoning. Oh, man. Uh, I'm a big fan of Johnny's. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so I'll go with Johnny's. 
All right now, I don't usually cook that much, but I'll say that as well. But usually, I just go pepper. Usually, pepper. That's all I use to cook. Um, Ryan, your thoughts on your own question here on this one? Yeah, I uh, I would like uh, Montreal steak seasoning. That's my Ooh. okay. I like that on a lot of different. Stuff. There you go. All right, now to ask Ryan first. This is from Jeff. Wants to know this answer. How did you come up with this following question? Um, <laughs> Do you think unicorn meat would taste like the same as horse meat? <laughs> <laughs> how in God's word, how in God is that question? I honestly do not have an answer for how I that question. I was sitting okay. there, you messaged me like for some questions. Yeah. And all three of those questions just I don't I don't have no idea why unicorn popped into my head, but they all just uh, <laughs> they just flowed from yeah. I have no idea. Right. I haven't seen any uni- unicorn-related uh, things lately. Um, yeah. I try to think of different questions that haven't been asked that aren't as weird as Joe's. And, uh, <laughs> that puts you points you in a certain direction, I guess is all I can say. All right. And what do you answer on that one? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say it's a lot tougher because of the... Wait, I'm... Unicorns have wings, right? Are we going? No, that's a Pegasus. Oh shoot! Yeah, it's okay. wingless. Yeah, yeah, I might have screwed that one up. Uh, hmm. So yeah, I'm gonna say they taste the same. Um, well, no, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna say unicorn meat's better because of the yeah. match, um, and the sparkles. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right, Roy, your thoughts on this? <laughs> I'll say unicorn because it'd be more magical. All right. Well, my answer. <laughs> is simple um you can't taste the same because a unicorn does not not exist it's a fictional character so <laughs> that's my answer and jeff said i'm a unicorn have we met so there, there, you, go. there, there, there you go there you go there you go all right now to close the podcast i will have each of us ask a question of any subject of anything you want to ask so i'll ask roy what is your question for the group today oh okay let's see you can let's see would you take like a rosar's donut Mm, or a krispy's cream donut all right well i'll go krispy creams just because it's i don't know more expensive but they taste better i guess i don't know but i like every donut so i don't care but krispy cream i guess i guess I'll, i'll say for my answer I would go. Um, I would go Rosars mostly because it's closer. But if I was to yeah. drive, I would go to Retro Donuts. I think those are delicious. And where's that at? Uh, North Division, kind of by that dealership, uh, by the uh, the Frank's Diner there. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Um, really good little donut shop. There you go. How about you? What's your answer to your question? I'd go with Rosars because you get a little bit more variety. There you go. I don't, I don't think Krispy Kreme does a good job at their non-original donuts. Okay. I haven't had right. in a long time, so I don't know. Yeah. All right. Ryan, what, what is your question? If you could be one of the X-Men, yeah. which one would it be? And I'm talking more of the original cartoon cast. Well, unfortunately, I'm not really in that universe. That's so- okay. I don't know who they are. So, so Wolverine. That's all, the only guy I know. Okay. All right. Yeah, you got Wolverine, Cyclops, Xavier, uh, Beast, Gambit, Beast. But that's right. If you don't, 
I'll say Wolverine because of Hugh Jackman, I guess. So okay, yeah. Roy, I'm gonna go with Gambit, man. Why doesn't he have a movie? <laughs> <laughs> Gambit deserves a movie. And why is this? This fellow need a movie? He's the coolest X Man there is, man. He's throwing like laser cards and oh my, that's exciting, mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's, God, he's been in one movie and it was like the worst guy to play him and it was for like two seconds. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, how about you, Ryan? What's your answer? Yeah, I agree with Roy that Gambit needs a movie. He's got uh, Wolverine's attitude, but with a uh... Boston accent. But... <laughs> oh, God. Here we go again. <laughs> um. If I was an X-Men, I would go with Magneto. Even though he's not an X, he's part of the X-Men, he's on the show, the X-Men. Yeah. yeah. So that's how I'm getting away with that. There you go. <laughs> All right. Now, for me, to close out the podcast, it's a two-part question. might be hard to answer, but I'll ask anyway. Um, who is your favorite TV show character, not after a character? And I'll give you one, one honorable mention. That's part one of my question. I'll ask Ryan first. So what? Who's my favorite character and one honorable mention? Yeah, TV okay. character. My favorite TV, TV character is Michael Scott. Okay. This cringy and solid. Yeah, he just cracks me up so much. Yeah. Um, and then an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to go a little more obscure here. Okay. Um. Man. I'll have to do. I might have to. Might have to come back to me and let me think for just a second. All right, go ahead, Roy. Right, I'll go Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. Yep. Uh, as my go-to favorite. Okay. And then runner-up, uh, I'd go Red Foreman from that '70s show. Ooh, that's solid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jackass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Did you think of one? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll go with um. Walter White, Breaking Bad. Oh, nice. Son of a bitch. All right. Um, <laughs> now, that is my number one guy, is Walter White from Breaking Bad. Number two is another powerhouse, Don Draper from Mad Men. Oh, nice. Two. Yeah. Now, part two of my question is, what are your, who is your top TV show character villain and honorable mention as well? I'll ask Roy this one first. Oh, let's see. Go with the guy that owns the chicken franchise in Breaking Bad. I can't think of his name. (laughs) (laughs) Gus Fering is the name. Yeah, I go with him for number one. Okay. Okay. Number two. I don't know. I can't think of a second one at this moment. Ryan, first, you can think of it. You can think of yours if you want. Go, 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 Ryan, on yours. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go Toby Flunderson from the office. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally on board with Michael on this one. Okay, <laughs> and um, I don't really watch a ton of shows with villains in it, I don't think. Um, when I have I, HBO now, so you might have some more in line to watch, like, like Sopranos, The Wire, you know. Yeah, yeah, um. My second one, 
I'm just gonna go the Nazis from Band of Brothers. That's okay. Um, before I haven't seen that actually myself. I've seen that one, but I will say Jeff said this with a straight face. I kid you not. He said the mom from Ray <laughs> loves Raymond Doris Roberts. <laughs> nice. That's uh, that's tough for you. It sure is. All right, Roy, think of a second uh, villain. Yeah, I'll go Lex Luthor from Smallville. All right. I haven't seen that either, so probably too corny for my taste, but that's okay. Superman. <laughs> Superman as a kid, pretty much. <laughs> okay, there you go. All right, for me, number one on my list is Tony Soprano from Sopranos. Easy. Number two, as you all know, is Gus Fring from Breaking Bad, who owns <laughs> the, the chicken store. And it's pretty good. Still, it is. It's very good. Before we go, I'm going to ask Ryan, because he would be next in the rotation. Have you had any thoughts on kind of film genre or movies you were thinking about for our next podcast? You know, it actually yeah. came to me in this podcast. I'm okay. going 90s, yeah. I'm going comedy. Like it. And I was thinking Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> that is great. Um, that one should be on Disney+. Plus. Should be. I, it might even be on Netflix. I've watched it. It's actually on HBO Max. So. Oh, okay. Cool. And I have it. And I have it, so you can watch it. There you go. Dumb and Dumber will be the next one in a week or so. So it's an hour and forty-five minutes. So that's pretty good. A pretty good uh, length of film there. So um, before we go, um, Ryan Roy, just give us again in your podcast and where to find it and all the good stuff. Sure, yeah. We're the Supper Club Social. Uh, we're on most of the major podcast platforms. You can find us at supperclubsocial.net on the internet. And our next episode is covering the movie Tootsie, spotlighting the drink. Um, what the heck is that drink called, Roy? I don't know. You got the book. Is it the, is it the Dubliner? Or the... It's something like that. It's like, like a red-looking martini drink. Okay. okay. Should be good. And uh, Ozzy, thanks for always giving us a chance to shout that out. I'm uh, sure. kind of a uh, need to remember to do that better for you. Oh, okay. I don't mind. I don't really need, need any recognition. You know, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> but I will say, well, this one be two hours long as well, or just a little, maybe a little less. No. Time. No, we're trying to keep them around hour, hour 10, something okay. like that. I will uh, say this before I, I go. I didn't. In, Sure, you guys on 1.5 speed last on last Sunday or Saturday. I listened to it. Great, great stuff. You guys are fast talkers. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic stuff. Great, glad to hear it. I yeah, guess I should mention we're also on YouTube, and the YouTube okay. videos have a little bit more. There's some more stuff in there, so it kind of makes oh. it a little different experience watching it versus uh, listening to it. What, what did you do extra on your YouTube? So we, we just add in some supporting details like <laughs> pictures and more reference to what we're saying, that type of stuff. Okay. Maybe check it out sometime. Yes. Yep. All right. Thanks for on the podcast. Gentlemen, we'll talk to you guys next time. Yeah, have a good one. Thank you. Yep. Take it easy. Yep.